Hello everyone, this is Alex Trumbull from The Alex Trumbull Show, and today we will again be spending our time recognizing public sector leaders in the federal government for the hard work and dedication they have for supporting citizens all across this great nation. See, today's 2020 Unsung Hero Federal Service Award goes to Lawan Brian Beveridge, or LBB, as she would call it, um, who is the chief learning officer at the U.S. Department of Commerce. And she is being recognized. She is being honored as the customer-centered hero for 2021. That means that she consistently found creative ways to better serve her customers during 2020. And I'm looking forward to you hearing this conversation because how she identifies customer you may find fairly interesting and the advice that a chief learning officer can share can be nothing less than phenomenal and educational so i'm going to step aside but again i'd like to quickly thank wafa group life insurance for supporting and sponsoring the 2021 unsung heroes of federal service award they have consistently come to the table and supported me in this show and i I just want to share my appreciation for their support publicly. So thank you so much. And again, I encourage everyone to head to their site and check out the program they have that is supporting federal employees. So with no further ado, here is the one Brian Beveridge or LBB for short. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Alex Trimble from the Alex Trimble Show. And I am so wonderful. I'm so blessed to have who, again, I, I've been saying this all week now, but I hope a new friend with me, um, Lawan Bryan Beveridge. Um, how are you doing today, madam? I am doing wonderful, Alex. Thank you. You definitely have a new friend in me. Oh, you know what got me over here thinking about the Toy Story song now. <laughs> <laughs> um, th th thank you so much for for your willingness to to join us today and talk about um, yourself, your ideas, your thoughts, and and really, um, when I say your ideas, yourself, your thoughts, is it's really more so about um, your thoughts and your ideas around being customer centered. Um, you were nominated for the Customer Centered Hero Award this year, and 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 again, our panelists who <laughs> a very a very thoughtful, um, a lot of thought and time into to every nomination that was entered and when they saw your nomination i was told that it was easy oh, wow. I, I was i was told that um that you had something that you just you brought to the table that was that was amazing and inspirational so when when i um took the time to then read your your nomination prior to today because again i didn't want to be influenced i too agreed that it made so much sense that you were selected for this award and I want to start with just asking maybe an easy question, um, but what does it mean to be customer-centered? For me, it's about treating, a, treating that person like you would want to be treated. Um, I always think about when we're doing a new program or we're mentoring or coaching or all the things we do um, in, in training and development, I think about the need of the customer. 
And so I tried to step into their shoes, if you will, and say, okay, so if this was me asking for mentoring, or this was me asking for coaching, or I have to learn this new IT system, what is it that I would really need to know or see or have to help make this a better experience? Because, you know, change is, people don't like change. Um, So you got to change your job. You got to change your job. You got to change. You got to go learn this new skill or that skill. And, you know, that's our job to 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 in my in my organization. That's our job to help people to be better, become better, learn, step out their comfort zone. So when you say customer centered, I think about the person. So it's about the person or the people that whatever process that we're changing or developing or program that we're developing, how it's going to impact them and make them better. Because when people are better, that makes me smile. So, you know, I, I, I'm going to say this, and I, and I know you're going to have a, a wonderful response for it. Um, who, who's your customer? I mean, you, you do learning and development. So I, you're, I guess, one customer, I guess, is the participants. Is that is that your only customer? Is that, is that how you how you view your work? No, absolutely not. My, all of my customers is everyone who I come in contact with. So anyone from the people who I have to work with in finance to the to my guys who have to monitor and answer the calls on the server or the system, my deputy, the people who work in our office, the the finance crew, contracts, like everyone. I think right now we're anywhere between 60 to 70, counting our contract number, employees within our organization. All of those are my customers. And I try to do my very best to make sure that I provide to them what they need. Okay, so now you, you, you've positioned us perfectly to, to kind of really maybe dive into this a bit more. So it's funny, you are you are a senior leader. You've been, you, you, you're definitely successful. Um, and, and, and you've accomplished a lot. And so given that you've reached this level of leadership, um, I, aren't you everyone's customer? I mean, shouldn't everyone be pandering to you? Uh, wh- why does it sound like you're focused on, on how you can help everyone else when you're at the top? So everyone should be helping you, right? Because I'm a leader. And so being a leader, much is given, much is required of me. And the one thing that I never want anyone to say, looking at me from a leadership perspective, coaching perspective, customer perspective, is that I'm not willing to help. I've always told staff, anyone who's ever worked for me, I'm not going to ask you to do anything that I'm not willing to do myself. So that means we got to get ready for a conference and we all got to be here at nine o'clock. Well, at that time, you know, when you had to go in and, and do paper <laughs> um, and be here till nine, ten o'clock, putting things together, we were all there. It wasn't, oh, let me give you this this um, project to do, and uh, I'm going home tonight. No, that's not the type of person I am. I roll my sleeves up. I help my team. I help out the organ organization anywhere that I can because at the end of the day, when my people are happy and my customers are happy, that gives us all a win win. But. I guess, I guess, where did the genesis of this, of this leadership style come from? Did, did someone mentor you? Did you get some advice at some point in life? Did you think, were you naturally like this? How did you develop this leadership style? So interestingly enough, um, it comes from a couple of different places. Um, first, I'm going to start with my great grandmother who passed a few years ago. 
Um, she used to tell my mom when I was little, and I was a preemie, by the way, when I when I was born. She used to say to my mom, you know, she has the the satin, what she called the satin touch. So my mom has said that to me and spoken that over me all of my life. Um, then both of my grandmothers, one who basically helped to raise me, because my mom was a young mother when she had me, um, who helped my mom to raise me, the same thing. They always instilled into me about being kind, being decent. You know, you, you know, titles are great, but don't make me beat you if you don't know how to have some act right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, don't get your mom and them in trouble. <laughs> uh, and so, and so, but I was a good kid. So, so never had to have a worry about that, but those are the women who gave me strength. And then you have my grandfathers and my dad, you know, they, they taught me how to be strong. And, you know, they taught me that, you know, you, you're, you're a woman in a man's world, daughter. So make sure you act appropriate. But that doesn't mean you have to forget who you are. And so I always remember that. And then I've just had the best mentors and coaches and leaders, whether they were directly my leadership or I, I met them in a training class or through a mutual friend, I just have been blessed to have people who have poured into me. So I've poured into others. Well, I, I want to keep going down, pulling on this thread. Um, so you've been blessed to be around uh, leaders and individuals in your life who who have poured into you. And, you know, actually the reason why I started this podcast um, is because it's the same thing in my life. I I was blessed to have a number of leaders all across me, uh, across my, the time I've been in the government and the time outside the government, um, just kind of feeding into me and teaching me and exposing me to things I'd never thought, um, I, I, I've never thought of and now I can teach other people. Um, but unfortunately, unfortunately, I, not everyone is is blessed with the opportunity to be around those leaders and be around those influencers. And that's why I started this, this podcast to be able to introduce the, in those individuals, people like you who can who can lead and mentor just through this podcast. I guess for, for me, my question now is, you know, so I, I what do you recommend for those individuals who maybe haven't found a leader or a mentor, someone to to pour into them? What do you suggest they do? So it's funny that you asked me that, that question, Alex, because I get asked this question a lot. Um, and some of the young ladies who, in particular ladies, so I, I mentor both, um, but in particularly young women, because um, they'll ask questions and they'll say, well, LBB, um, how did you do it? And, you know, schedule some time, come talk to me. Like, you're really going to take time to talk to me? Absolutely. Um, I think when you demonstrate that that's where you want to go and that's where you want to be and you have a whole lot to offer and people see that your mentor or your coaches will come to you and i have had the, the honor and privilege of having those people come to me um, when i started in the federal government i was a gs2 so i've worked my way all the way up when I got to around the GS7, I had a woman in HR stop me in the hallway. 
And she said, at that time, I was just Luan because it was Luan Bryan. I wasn't married at that time. And so she said, you know, I see greatness in you. Keep doing what you're doing. And I was kind of like, wow. You know, you know, you kind of think that they kind of somebody that stops you, you know, I knew who she was, but it was like, wow. Um, okay. And then I think back to what my grandmother said to my mom about having that gift to people to see your gift. And so they immediately attract to you. So I feel it's a powerful gift that has been blessed upon me and I try not to use it in a way that's going to cause hurt, harm, or danger to anyone who comes in contact with me. Um, I tell the young women that I speak to who ask me these questions, you have to be open for your teacher to come. And so, and they say, well, LBB, what does that mean? I said, so sometimes your teachers are all around you, but if you're kind of closed off at the discussions that they're trying to share with you or the, the lessons that they're trying to give you, you're going to miss that person who could change your life. Um, and they was like, okay, that makes sense. And so if I had anything to say to young women, um, look around you because there are a lot of phenomenal women and they may not be um, leaders of organizations high up in the federal government. Um, when you open your mind and you open your heart to know that everyone can pour into you something great, then you can make the best of the information that is shared with you. And that's what I've tried to do throughout my career. I, I, I absolutely, absolutely love it. Um, it, it you make me think of, um, you know, the, the importance of doing... I love your, your 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 thoughts on this. The importance of doing good work that that's critical. You need to do good work. Um, but it, I guess the question is, if if a tree falls in a forest and no one is there, did it make a sound? Um, so if you do good work but no one sees it, if if you do good work and you're not sharing your your ideas or your 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 desire to to be to move upward to advance in your career, if it, it, if you're doing all that stuff, but you're keeping it to yourself, um, I feel like that, that undermines the the point you were making. Like people will see your good work, but you, I think you also got to show them your good work. Um, so, what what are your thoughts on that? I I, I absolutely agree. I, I absolutely agree. I don't think people realize that you're always on. So you're never off. It doesn't matter where you are. Um, I have this conversation with my daughters. Like you're always on. So if you want to own your own company or you want to go work here and, and, and strive to the top and some of my track daughters, because I because I have some track daughters as well. Um, and I tell them all the same thing. You guys have to prepare yourselves to be the example. Sometimes you, you're not asked. It's bestowed upon you. So be on all the time in your presence, in your speak. And can we all have bad days? Absolutely. Um, I used to tell my, my staff at one of my previous organizations, I would rather you call me and say, boss, I'm taking a me day because I'm just I'm just not having a good day than to come in, be upset, be all out of sorts. And the customers see that. So your customers thrive off of you. And mm. do customers are customers always right? Yeah, that's the age old tale. I don't know where people fall on that coin. Sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. It really depends. 
But my model is always, even if I have to say no to you, I can say no to you with a smile. And before I say no to you, I'm going to at least research your problem or your challenge and try to see, is there any way for me to like build a win-win for you? That's my favorite seven habits, win-win. Let's try to build a win-win. But sometimes you may lose and that's okay. I think we have come up in a society where people are afraid to fail. You can't be afraid to fail because you won't grow Mm -hmm. if you don't. Mm -hmm. Um, And I tell that to my folks all the time, don't be afraid to fail. Let's learn from what didn't go well and do better the next time. So you've said so much now. There's so many things I want to talk about. Um, let, let's talk about, oh my God, okay, I got to pick and choose. Okay, let, let's, let's do this first one. Um, you mentioned your your daughters. You, you mentioned your daughters. I, I'd love to learn, you know, from someone who does learning development, like professionally, you, you are an expert, you know how to do this stuff. What are you teaching your kids about leadership? And, you know, what, 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 yeah, what are you teaching them about leadership and what they need to be doing to, to grow those skills at the, the younger age? I, I'd love to just hear that real quick. Oh, absolutely. So we, so we will, we will have Sunday dinners and my kids know that, you know, Sunday, Sunday is definitely the day that is family is family talk. Talk to me about what's on your mind. Um, we have open and honest communication. Um, I don't ever want you to walk around blind or being afraid to ask the question. And that's probably the first thing that I share with them. Never be afraid to ask a question. No question is dumb. If you don't know the answer, ask. How are you gonna get better if you don't ask the question? And then if they don't, if they say something that doesn't make sense, you have me and your dad, and we can come back and we can kind of explain it to you. Maybe they couldn't explain it to you quite how you you can understand it. So we'll take it and we'll explain it to you to a level that you understand. I also tell, tell my daughters, like, you know, uh, the same thing I say, I share with, with staff and team, you're always on. So whether you got on jeans and, t- and t-shirt, tennis shoes, jogging pants, you're always on. When you're, when you're performing, um, I have one that, that's in the military. I've got one that runs track, who's a senior um, this year. I have one that is um, soon to be pre-law. And all of them are like shining stars to me um, because the one thing that I've always tried to do is be their example. Because if I'm not their example, who else is going to be? You know, what's really, what's really interesting about your answer is everything you said that you're teaching these, your, your girls, these, these children, these young people. Um, I think that you would say those are the same exact thing you would tell staff as well, right? ask a question. If you have a question, you know, try something you're always on. Um, I, I think that's really interesting that, that there's that connection. Like you don't need to teach you, just because they're, 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 they're kids doesn't mean you can't teach them those same exact skills. And if you teach them at the younger age, they'll just be prepared to yes. uh, be leaders even early in their life. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, when I, when I retire, whenever that day comes, um, I want to start some sort of mentoring or coaching or I haven't figured out what it's going to be called yet, but it, it's always been um, tugged at my heart to go and help to develop these young women and men coming up behind us um, because the schools teach them 
the educational side. So they teach them the books and they teach them the history and the math mm. and all of that wonderful stuff. Not all of the schools, some of them, but not all of them schools teach them leadership. Yeah. yeah. How to present yourself in the world. And so that's a critical skill that these kids are missing. And I think it's my responsibility because, you know, just like my kids, I have several adopted children and godchildren, and I, I treat them all the same. And they all call, they all call me Mama B, Mama B, got a minute? Like, yeah, what's going on? I'm dealing this or this and this. What should I do? Or I have this job offer. What should I do? And we, we talk about it. So I try to prepare them to go to the next level as I would anyone else that's, that's what I like to say, given, put in my path. I always believe that I'm put on assignments. And so my assignments is to make people better. Thank you for tuning in to the Alex Tremble Show. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. The results are in. Research has found that networking is one of the four skills absolutely required to successfully advance in your career. However, when asked, most government employees state that they don't network because they believe that networking is for extroverts and for people who care more about their own careers than the organization's mission. But what if there was a way to ethically network without looking self-absorbed and being a super extrovert? Well, there is. Alex Tremble has created a seven-week online networking course specifically designed to give ambitious leaders like yourself the skills needed to become a strategic networker. This course uses time-tested and research-backed strategies to help you identify, build, and maintain critical relationships with influential leaders. Visit alextremble.com courses networking to learn more about his networking model today. Use the discount code podcastfamily on the checkout screen to receive a 20% discount. Don't delay. Enroll today at alextremble.com courses networking. Federal open season is over, but you can apply for WEPA life insurance year-round. WEPA has been insuring the future of federal employees for more than 75 years. WEPA can be used as a supplement or a replacement for Fegley and can cost less. Last year, members who switched saved $375 on average. Apply for WEPA group term life insurance and see how much you could save by visiting WAE. PA.org today. And now back to the Alex Tremble Show with your host, Alex Tremble. You know, I have a friend, um, his name is, I can't remember his last name, is Tremaine, and you can find him on the inter- uh, in LinkedIn if anyone's interested. He actually has a leadership development program um, for like, super young elementary kids. He had me speak at it one day. Um, and I was just so surprised. They had these these kids. They're probably four, five, six years old. You know, reading John Maxwell. Like, so impressed that that that, that you know we have people like you who are who are focused on the youth and preparing them to to do really great things at a young age. I always share this story that um, I met this uh, when we when we think about kids, we think, oh, they're kids. When they're adults, we'll, we'll, we'll teach them this stuff. When they're adults, they'll be prepared for this leadership stuff and take on challenges. Um, I met this kid. He was, I'm pretty sure it was, he was 15, possibly 15, um, Native American kid. Uh, him, he, and he told me about his story of when he hunted a lone wolf 
for three days on his own. Wow. 15 years old. Like our youth are capable of so much, but we have to allow them the opportunity to try that stuff. So I, I, I've been blown away ever since that story. And I just, I love what you're talking about. Yes, I absolutely. I absolutely agree because you, you got to help them to blossom. Um, it's our job as parents. It's our jobs as adults. It, it, that, that old age analogy is through. It takes a village to raise kids. It takes a village to, to help adults get where they want to be. <laughs> it takes it takes a village to get people to the level that they want to achieve. I find when I coach folks sometimes is they and I always ask them this age old question and they laugh at me. And I'm like, so what do you want to be when you grow up? And they say, mm-hmm. Not young grown. No. <laughs> no, no. I tell, I tell my, I share that with my kids all the time. Like, you know, age is a number and there's a difference in age growth and maturity growth. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen you go through your life. So I know when you have age growth mm-hmm. and reached maturity growth. Yep. I, I feel that way kind of in the federal government. I feel like people get into the federal government and they can be in it for a while, but I think there's something about federal maturity that you get after you've been through some things in the federal government. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that again, it goes back to that growing and learning and wanting to be able to be better, to be an example. And there's some people who don't want to do that and that's okay. Um, I chose the latter. Uh, I chose to be an example to to help somebody else figure out what they want to be when they grow up. I I love that question. I, I honestly I love it because that's the same exact question I ask everyone. What do you want to be when you grow up? Um, either that one or um, so. What are you doing to take over the world? You know our pinky in the brain reference. Yes, world domination. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> These kids now they can make pinky and who? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I I love it. I love it. I love it. So so um, a, a a different question now. You talked about being willing to to say no. You you, you want to say yes, but you be willing to say no. And I want so the question I'd like to ask now is you know there's two these two philosophies. There's the yes philosophy. And that, you know, there's a whole book written on it, you know, saying yes to everything because it allows you to experience so much more in life and you can grow and get over your fears and so on and so forth. Then there's another philosophy, which is the no philosophy, which um, uh, Steve Jobs was famous for. He would he would literally ask his managers, how many times did you say no today? Because by saying no, it allowed them to really focus on what they were supposed to be focused on. If you're saying yes to everything, now you're going in many different directions. Where do you fall? on the, the spectrum of yes and no, especially for someone who's trying to grow in their career? Um, so I, I kind of uh, align no with tough love. And so if I have to say no on something to someone, whether it's a career choice, whether it's going to a training class, um, walking down the street, I want to provide them or put them in the best light possible. So if no, if you, it's almost like the pros and cons list. And I always challenge folks, okay, when you got to make a major decision and you're stuck, 
do your pros and cons. And so then let's look at your pros and cons. If your pros outweigh your cons, then maybe this is something you should do. But if you have more cons than pros, let's see how many of those cons we can turn into a pro. Or is your pros inflated? Because we look at things it's like the, the bright, shiny balloon in the room. Oh, it's shiny. It's beautiful. I, I want it. I, it's something that I really, really want. But if it's supposed to be yours, it, it will be. And you don't have to work as hard to get it. Um, I'm a firm believer that things happen for you and to you. But there are things that sometimes come to throw you off your path. So you have to have that foresight to be able to see where yes is going to be appropriate for you or no is going to be appropriate for you. And it's about that, that maturity that we talked about earlier, having the, the maturity enough to say, oh, yeah, we need to change this system or we need to, to create this program and things like that. OK, well, let's talk about it. You know what? What are the steps it's going to take? What is the initiative is going to support? Right. Is everything that we're doing going to get us to two bunch of yeses? And if we have some, some parts that's going to say, oh, well, no, because it may stretch our budget or we don't have enough resources to do it or we don't have enough coaches to run this program. Um, OK, can we come back to it in six months? Um, is, it, is it a priority that we can set it on the shelf for now, do more research and come back with the, the needed things we need to make it a yes? Or is it one of those hard, fast no's that doesn't matter what we do, how we do it, it's just not going to happen. And so um, my, my staff will say, you, you, you analyze everything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, well do, do you, do you, you've talked about, again, leadership, you talked about um, mentorship, you talked about a lot of professional development. I, I, I love to just really quickly hear, you know, what are you excited about in your role over this next year, you know, you, you, yeah. What are you excited about in your role over this next year? Is there something new happening that you're going to be uh, trying to implement um, or a new process, a new way of learning and teaching people, a new way of, of serving better serving the, the customer? What are you excited about? Oh, we have, we have so many things, Alex. Where do I start? One of the, one of our newest um, solutions on the IT side is we're creating a onboarding site for new employees. And this site that we're creating um, is tied to our learning management system. It will decrease the time that it takes for our new customers coming into door to get access to our learning management system, which is gonna give them the opportunity to do all of their mandatory training um, in advance coming on board, prior to coming on board, and or start doing some, a little bit of development training um, once we open the portals to help them really prepare themselves to, to step into their roles. That to me is like a very exciting initiative that we're doing because we're now being able to reach out to our customers before they even come into our um, organization. Um, the other thing that we did was kind of redefining, redesigning like our workspaces as it relates to our websites and our landing pages within our CLC. Uh, 
looking at it from a holistic perspective. And so we're trying to drive more synergy to our learning management system. Uh, when I first got it into this role uh, almost three years ago, they only looked at our system as mandatory training. So the only time people would go into mm -hmm. it was to complete mandatory training. Yeah. Um, very few would go in and we have hundreds and thousands of great courses that we spend a lot of time working with our vendors that support us to get that information in there. But folks weren't using it for that. They would just go in when we pushed out mandatory training, they go in, do mandatory training, and come out. Now, we did have some that were excited about some of the programs that were in there. So we, we kind of changed the face of the platform so that it was more appealing, more inviting. So when they log in, they now get a welcome from myself and my deputy. That's hi, welcome to the system. Um, we also incorporated pockets where they can now go directly to their perspective bureau and learn about some of the things that's going on in their bureau instead of having to go to this page or this page or this page. We're trying to single frame it so that, oh, I click into my CLC. Oh, I want to go learn about um, this bureau, what they're going on. Let me click here and just kind of see. Increasing our, our organizational awareness, that's very important and critical to me um, because we have an organization of over 13 uh, prospective bureaus who do a lot of great work. Um, but sometimes what I've heard from my customers is, well, I don't know what this bureau does. I work here. Or I don't know what this bureau does because I work here. And so we're trying to close that gap to share more information and just share an experience about being a commerce employee. So you, you, you talked about, again, you, you, this is, we're coming full circle on the on customer-centered focus. Um, I guess my, my question is, you know, what does it mean to be, customer centric, but also be strategic. I, I, this is not the right way to phrase it. I'm, I'm going to maybe lay this out a little more. Um, you talked about the customer being always right. That, that, that statement, the customer is always right. Um, and, and you realize you and I, we've worked in you know, these organizations before and every organization believes they're different. I'm unique. You can't do, I can't use that system because I'm unique these are our toys. We're going to go home if you're not going to play with us. And so I guess where is that, where is the line between trying to um, work specifically with each customer, make sure you're addressing their specific needs. And then also where the other places is, is standardization where you can be more efficient. You can be more effective if certain things were standardized. How do you, how do you balance that? So actually, just like you just said, so sitting from my role, the one thing that I share with my bureau level CLOs is I'm not trying to change your processes of what you're doing. I'm trying to ensure that you're aligned with the department and making sure that what you're doing is also meeting the needs of your customers. And so that means sometimes that we have to make sure that everything is compliant aligned, standardized processes are put in place because at the end of the day, we're trying to meet the need of our customer. So our customers are always the goal. It, it really started with building the relationships with 
the CLOs and with the training community. Um, my deputy and I started these fireside chats um, because we have monthly CLO meetings with our with our bureau level, um, but we have tasked them or or partnered with them to have conversations within their training communities because um, we've shared. You know, we don't want them to think we're just figureheads sitting up here pushing things down because that's not who we are. Um, we we try to come from a collaborative state. We try to be helpful. We try to be. Um, supportive. We try to do whatever we can to make whatever they're doing a success. So I would say relationships are, are definitely critical. Building those coalitions are definitely critical. Having that network influence and trust um, and they having enough trust in me that I do what I say I'm going to do. And if I'm not going to do it, I will tell you why. Or if we can't get it done, I will tell you why. It is not the, it's not the secret that goes in the drawer and locks up and never comes again. We have open and real conversations. Okay, guys, yeah, we tried that based on everything that we tried. It's not going to work well so that all of you can take advantage of it. So we're going to go back to the drawing board or we're going to put this on the shelf and, and go down a, another road. So being very open with my bureau level CLOs as well as with the training community because we 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 got to do this together. This is not one person's um, show. <laughs> we got to do this together to make sure that everybody's taken care of. It's part of it. Well, 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 technically, this today this is the Lawan show. So just FYI, everyone who's listening. Um, so <laughs> uh, but but look look, it sounds good. What you're saying, it sounds good, but having those conversations, telling someone you can't get it done, uh, telling someone this is going to be difficult, we don't have the resources, that's hard. hard. That's tough. So, I mean, is there any way around having those conversations? Can can I just tell, not tell someone something that they find out later? No. Well, not on my watch. No, I can't speak (laughs) for other people. Um, I'm, 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 like they say, straight no tracer. I want you to have all the information that you need to be able to make the most effective um, decision that you can. Now, of course, I understand there's certain things that you may not be able, I may not be able to share with you, but I'll share with you enough that you can make it an informed decision on what's going to work best or well for you and your organization. You, you know what I hear from you right now is you know the importance of tr- being transparent, right? Um, and and one thing I always talk with uh, many senior leaders as I talk to them and teach them on, on, on influence, networking, so on and so forth. I talk about you know um, being transparent, um, being honest, and there's always this this kind of tension there because they say, well. I can't tell them everything. I just, I can't, there's certain things I can't tell them. And, you know, I've gotten to a point where I just tell them, look, yeah, but tell them that you can't tell them. You know, that's still being transparent. It's still being honest. (laughs) Absolutely. I agree with you, Alex, hundred (laughs) percent. Sorry. It's just certain things that I'm not going to be able to say to you, but here's, here's what I can say to you. A person will respect you a lot for that because at least they know, well, I'm not trying, she's not intentionally trying to hide stuff from me. She's just trying to, to get things done the best way that she can. And that's, that, that's any leader, just, you know, be transparent as much as you can. People will, you would rather have people following you than you walking down a path and people are dropping away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You, you, you know, we're coming up on our time and I want to be respectful of your time. So we'll, we'll wrap up fairly soon. I have one more question before I open the floor to you. Um, I mean, again, the, 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 many of the people who are listening right now, who are listening and watching are, are either leaders within their organizations or they have aspirations to, to rise up the leadership chain. And I'd just like to know if you had one thing that you would share with someone to say, look, this is the advice that, that, that changed my life or this is advice that's, that it truly impacted me. And I'd like to share this with you. Um, wh- what would that be? I know I'm putting you on the spot. That's okay. I've been on the spot before. Um, <laughs> authentic. You have to be authentic. Um, in my 32 years, I have had some awesome, amazing leaders. I've also had the opposite. But I've learned from all of them. The one thing that constantly sticks out with me for anyone in any level is to be authentic. I it is I know it's rough for people because they feel like, oh, you know, I gotta be at work, I gotta be this, you know, got it's got it's gotta be, it's gotta be. It's okay to say that you're having a bad day. No one expects you to be perfect. Be who you were created to be and the rest will figure itself out. And so that's what I've always tried to do. I've always tried to be who I was created to be because I feel that being in certain organizations, they were called to me. I've been put in certain positions because there were things that I needed to do in those organizations before he decides to take me to a different organizational level. And so while I'm there, I'm being the most authentic as I can be. And so if I had to give anyone that advice, that's the advice that I would get. Be true to yourself because you only have one of you. Everyone who's listening, I hope, I hope that you wrote this down. I hope that you are taking note. I hope that you are taking some time to internalize this and feel free to, to click the stop, rewind, listen to it again. Um, these are definitely nuggets of, of just phenomenal advice. And, you know, I, not, not even I can add, I can't add anything to what you just said, but you, you, you made me think about myself and my own career. Um, anyone who's heard you know, other episodes of the podcast, anyone who's seen my videos, um, I am always joking around. Um, I'm always laughing, making very corny jokes. And, uh, and there was a point in my career where um, some individuals were like, hey, look, you know, you're moving up. You need to stop acting like that. Um, you need to be more quote unquote professional. Um, and I'm glad that I was strong enough in myself to say, no, this is who I am. Um, and be willing to also take the consequences of it, right? Like yeah. if yeah. someone doesn't like me because I am I am who I am, then that's cool. I'll, I'll deal with that. Um, but but I am going to stay me. And what I've found is that being me, being my my authentic self, um, has allowed me to stand out and differentiate myself from those around me because I'm not acting 
like everyone else they believe they should be acting. What, what are your thoughts? I know this is really, <laughs> we're wrapping up here. What are your thoughts? Oh, no, 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 I, I, I firmly believe everybody is, is uniquely created and everybody has their own talents and gifts. You never should allow anyone to stop your shine. I always tell folks, I'm going to shine bright like a diamond because he created me to be one. <laughs> and I'll help you shine like a diamond or ruby or, or emerald, any, whatever it is that you want to be and where you, you strive to be. I, I'm, I'm the person that's going to help you get there because there's enough room at the top. I think there, I think back in the day, there was this analogy that, oh, you know, there's not enough room. Like there's only this small pocket of people who are going to get up to the top. And I disagree with that because whatever mm. your calling is for your life is your calling for your life. And no one can make or break that but you. And and I'll add, and I'll add on to that. Um, you know, the reality is not everyone's even willing to put in the work. Absolutely. There, right. So. The, the amount of competition you believe there is to get to those more senior level positions is not that much because it takes time, it takes work, it takes effort, it takes um, being consistent and not everyone's willing to do it. So if you're willing to do it, like LaJuan is talking about, then you too can reach your goals. I, I love it. LaJuan, I want to open this up to you one last time. Are there any final thoughts, ideas, suggestions, resources, anything that you'd like to share with us today on this podcast? Um, first, I just want to say, I'm, I'm, again, I'm Arnold and humbled on winning this award. Um, and I may, I, first thing I make my mommy and my kids proud. So that's always a plus. <laughs> um, what, what I would share with the world is this. Uh, life is a journey. We are all in this journey together. You don't have to step on people to get to where you want to be. There's enough room for everyone. Be humble, be authentic, be willing to be that light for someone else. Because you never, you never know who's watching you and you never know whose life with your words or your examples or the things that you're doing is going to change. You, you like, like the things that you're doing Alex, right now are phenomenal. Like you're helping people to meet folks across different spectrums that is going to change their thought process. And, oh, you know, well, I didn't know that I could be a, a meteorologist. And guess what? I saw such and such and they make it look so easy. I didn't know I could be a, a chief running officer, but guess what? I got to talk to LVB. I can do it too. Like you gotta, you have to be willing to be the example for the world and don't be afraid to be an example for the world. Is it exhausting sometimes? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But, but. <laughs> Like I said to you earlier, too much is given, much is required. And so I take mine as a badge of honor um, because I always think about, you know, there, there are two important days in your life, the day that you were born and the day that you, that you are taken away from here. You got to concentrate on the dash in the middle. So I'm always working on my dash because when I leave here, I want them to say, she was a mother. She was a worker. She was a friend. She was loving. She was caring. She was supportive. I want them to say beyond a shadow of a doubt, everyone who met her loved her and she always took care of the people. Look, that's a mic drop. And, 
and I'm, I'm being 100% serious when I say this, uh, you need to get a shirt made called Focus on the, on the, on the Dash. I, I, I love that. The two dates, the, the date you came in this world, date you leave out this world, and that dash in the middle, I'm focused on my dash. I, I love that. And everyone, you know, if, look, if she doesn't do it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be selling these on the website. It's FYI. So focus on the dash. I love it. Um, again, Thank you so much, Lawan, for the time you spent here today. Thank you so much for the work that you've done. You obviously are a respected leader within your community, within within your your community of study and your community, your larger community, your industry. You know, if you if you weren't respected and and the stuff that you were saying today, if it wasn't true, if it wasn't what you actually acted upon, um, you wouldn't have been nominated for and selected for this award. So. Thank you so much for everything you do to support our uh, the, the citizens of this country and the other federal the, the millions of federal employees who who also work to serve this country. Um, I, as I always like to say, if you've taken anything, if you found anything of value within our time here today, don't just look back reach back. That means that if you found something of value, don't just keep it to yourself. Look to the side, look behind you, find someone who needed to hear that this word and you share it with them as well. Again, don't let this, this, the, 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 what you benefited from today, stop at you. Don't look back. Don't just look back, reach back. And as I end every session, stay strong, stay positive, and definitely stay moving. Thank you, Luan. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for listening. Find us online at thealextrembleshow.com and be sure to share what you've learned with at least one other person today. Check back on the first and third Wednesday of each month for new episodes. Until next time, stay strong, stay positive, and definitely stay moving. <laughs>